What is up? It is Stu, one half of the Village Idiots. And I can say that because me and Jeff are back this week. Jeff's back on the pod with us. We actually get in to break some things down. Yeah, I mean, We're talking about all kinds of things. We're talking about college football. We try to refrain from the NFL because we got another pod on the way later this week, which I'm so excited because I can actually tell you we're on a schedule. So um, ignore the audio. Zoom is being stupid right now. I don't know if it has something to do with the government or anything like that. It, it might. They might be trying to shut us down. Who knows? But So I had to take a little jaunt while we recorded the pod this morning. So if you're listening to this, like, subscribe, do all that stuff. Um, enjoy the pod. Hey guys, please subscribe to a day podcast. Yo, it's Stu here. Uh, this episode is brought to you by our good friends at 312 Pizza. Uh, it's a Chicago-style pizza restaurant right in Germantown in downtown Nashville. Uh, we want you guys to give them some love, show them some love, order takeout, go in. They are at 50% capacity right now, just like every other restaurant in Nashville. But support small businesses, support 312 they're our good friends. They do. A, they got a great thing going on there. Everything's organic. Everything's homemade. It's some of the best food you're going to find in Nashville. Some of the most authentic Chicago-style dishes for our Chicago fans out there. So check them out, 312 Pizza. Enjoy the podcast. What's up? It's a Village Idiot Podcast. I was going to clap, but I didn't have two hands to clap since I'm walking around. Probably going to be a little winded here in a second. Yeah. We got we got Jeff back, so that's nice. No, dude, I got out to walk out, and I put on this windbreaker. Now it's acting as if it was a sauna suit. So, you know, especially after a long Saturday, we're just getting the toxins out, getting everything moving for a long drive to Columbus. So what's up with you, Jeff? Yeah, what I mean... White Claws and Trulies and and uh, the rest of them, they have carbonation, so it takes longer to get out of the bloodstream, I believe. <laughs> well, I'm good. I, mean, I'm... <laughs> I was doing seltzers yesterday. I mean, the ranch water. But well, right, you yeah. switched. You you were loyal to, uh, what was it, previously? The, the, high, the high Noons? High Noons, High Noons. High Noon Peach. So you yes. just flipped the script. Okay, that's good to know. I yeah, can't get into to it. ranch water. I still uh, I still use it as my mixer when I'm out of uh, when I'm out of the uh, when I'm out of mixers for uh, <laughs> for my vodka <laughs> for the hard stuff. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. And in all honesty, that's probably the best purpose served for it. If you want to know the truth, um, the ranch water is a little little less ABV, so you know, cutting it back, being responsible, being a dad. You know, I, I got races every day now, so it's my thing. So, how's the little man doing for you? Uh, he's good. I mean, he just woke up. I was kind of why I got delayed a little bit. Um, a little teething again. Except the eight. Uh-oh. He's got eight teeth, but I think his molars maybe are coming in or something. So, yeah, he's... he's um, 
He's sleeping through the night finally, which is good. But yeah, yesterday was a uh, a poopy day. Let's say it was a, it was it was a it was a crappy day because he pooped like eight times. <laughs> oh, literal, on, on literal crappy day. Yeah. Literal. He was having a, a. I had a. I had a girl one time in a, when I was a, a camp counselor in my uh, high school and <laughs> in college years in the summer camp days, and she got head lice. And we had these awards, and I put she had a lousy day, so it was a it was a crappy day yesterday. <laughs> That's like literally, literally Scott, and figuratively. Right? Yeah, it was Michael Scott way before <laughs> Michael Scott. <laughs> I've never gotten into the office, and I don't know why, because it's that's my kind of humor. You know, it sounds like that's the kind of boss you were. Signed, oh yeah, it was great. <laughs> Let's just make up stuff. Oh yeah, I used to use the um. I used to use the walkie-talkies as a device to lay some game with the um, with the ladies of the <laughs> of the camp world. So I would I would also have my. Um, Did you have your own campers Babington channel? Yeah, basically, and so I had a couple of campers that I would give them the because I was in charge of the I was the t- IT guy like I'm like I always am at every job I I have, and I gave them the uh, walkie talkies like the extra ones like I hadn't passed them out yet for the day or whatever. It would be at the beach. We we did it was Crystal Lake, so we we met at Main Beach. Everybody did swim lessons, whatever. We hung out. Then they get on a bus. They go to their campsites, wherever their rest of their day goes, and uh, I'd I'd lay groundwork through my kids i got two i had two kids one of them's in like some metal band or whatever but he he did the great chris farley impressions back in this was back in like makes sense you know matt foley inspirational speaker so he yeah. could do the whole skits we used to do the talent shows with these kids and they these kids were just they were just gold i mean they were my wingmen and so they'd go up and they'd be like you know the cheesy like whatever cheesy opener and i was icebreaker and it'd be like uh do you know the capital of alaska do you know what it is? Do you? And be like, you know, did this like 19 you know, like we're in college. It's like, what are you talking about? Leave me alone. It took me a second. And took so me a would, second just now. Yeah, we would just, I would just lay the cheesiest jokes and have them go do that. And then, you know, usually that was the, uh, that was the icebreaker for, uh, hey, what are you doing uh, this weekend? Yeah, you should have called it the Bab Chain. It's basically Uh-oh. it was it's basically like the the cheesy big daddy move with your kid. You know? But I, I think I it was a good play. play. It was a great play. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, dude. So that, that's where I've been at living dad life, trying to get pods in. Haven't done a great job. So, <laughs> but I don't. Have you have you seen my races I'm doing where I race moms to the car rider line? So I've tried to wrap my head around it and um <laughs> i because of my little foray into said camp counselor and whatever <laughs> i kind of know what you're talking about but i'm never i mean i'm the i call it island time i'm you know i had a coach tell me that hey on time is 15 minutes early i'm like then you tell me when we're <laughs> alone that this is the time to be there and I'll be there on that time. But I'm like, if you want me to sit there and wait 15 minutes, I'm like, I got, you know, I got a subway run. I got to get a, I got to get a flat top before the game. You know, like, <laughs> I'm, I got stuff to do coach, you know, well, time is money, but I'm, I, I would never be in that line. There's no way. <laughs> no, I won't ever yell at anyone for being late. That's the thing. I'm not a hypocrite. 
but I am that's the fair. most I am Tom Cruise from Cocktail. I should be on an island without the blender, sans blender, but with the dad from um, Mr. Walsh from you know telling cheesy jokes to Mr. Walsh from 90210. <laughs> He's in that scene. If you if you relive the the one where she comes up and uh, where Elizabeth Shue comes up and is like my friend's sick or whatever, and he jumps over the 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 island bar. That would be me. You know, like <laughs> totally island time, just kind of walking around. Yeah, I'll get to you in a second. Yeah, yeah, you too, buddy. Nice. Thanks for the tip. And then all of a sudden something happens and I spring into David Hasselhoff, you know, full blown with where I find the little, you know, flotation device, throw it over my head and run a four, four, 40 to, to save the damsel in stress. <laughs> that was elaborate. I like that. See, for me, the wait time is the game time, but I also have a specific set of rules that I won't tell anybody basically so I could doctor them to where I want to land in line on a given day. Um, so I, I never really win or lose. It's just something I do. Dude, they put me in a Toyota Corolla to drive to Columbus today. Mm -hmm. My head touches the ceiling. It's, a, <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. I, I felt mean, so Corollas are, are invisible, aren't they? I was terrified on the interstate yesterday, driving it home from the airport. I was like, what is this dude? <laughs> COVID cuts, man. Company cut back. Not really. I mean, but you should be I able, like I said, you <laughs> should be able to zip under the radar. You know, like almost. I think a Toyota Corolla is maybe the precursor to the Corolla, whatever model they were making before the Corolla is the from the like the Wally wagon from uh, Christmas Vacation when he has the Christmas tree and he goes under the semi. Like I feel like a Toyota right. Corolla can sneak. You could like bob and weave through traffic under semis and still make the clearance with the Toyota Corolla. But I feel like you're kind of almost invisible. That's what all the all the people drive like Maximos and Corollas <laughs> that are in my job, my, my current job, and it's because they can just drive 400 miles and only pay 20 bucks. And I'm the idiot that drives 400 miles and fills up my gas tank with 50 dollars every two days. Yeah, every two days. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've been there before too. No, it was crazy because that driving home on the interstate, like you're looking at the bottom of semi-trucks like at the bottom of the trailer mm -hmm. i was like this is cool but it, it is kind of fun because you're kind of driving a go-kart yeah no like yeah, it, you're kind of, yeah exactly but but you are also kind of going over in your head your last will and testament because you're like eh, i ain't gonna win many of these crashes <laughs> what a fender bender might put me in a neck brace for a year <laughs> i'm gonna have to be like the noel divine of of cars like i'm not gonna last long but if i get some highlights out of this thing not to mention they made it a red corolla like to your invisible point that would work if it won candy apple red who wants a red corolla i tell you this <laughs> all right here's my little synopsis on the on, on the line you know the the car race to whatever <laughs> the housewives of pleasant view um a corolla number one is a corolla is not a space that you want to spend and that's part of the reason why i'm like i won't get a corolla i'll get like a highlander hybrid or something or something like <laughs> whatever if i'm gonna try and cut down on my gas mileage i'm like because if i'm gonna spend all day in a car it ain't gonna be in a damn fucking corolla like i pulled up behind a some little Hyundai or some, I don't even know what it was, some little European thing. And I was like, man, that, like I have shoes that are bigger than this car. 
That's right. Like I got some old Timberland boots that are bigger square footage than this car. And so when I went to pick it up, an extended period of time in that. When I went to pick it up, like I would get it, I was trying to figure out all the gadgets and stuff, and I just have to have to keep getting out to take off articles of clothing to be comfortable in it. Mm -hmm. So like by the time I'm in like a wife beater and jeans, by the time it's all said and done. But so yesterday. You had some money on the board yesterday? Oh, not much. I mean, we're, we're doing this parlay club, but, you know, your, your boy Rob kind of gave me the idea last year, and I was like, well, you know, let's see what there's, you know, we had our little spreadsheet that's, that actually was 19 and 13, but I think it's kind of fuzzy numbers. It's kind of, you know, the, the uh, Social Security lockbox uh, numbers. It doesn't seem like it really adds up. And they, I think they kind of manipulate this. There's no, there's no history that I can go back and look at. But this old spreadsheet, you know, that the math wizards from my brother's school came up with, it's supposedly 19 and 13, but I, I haven't really touched much of it the first two weeks. So we said, let's just put a little scroll up each week and we'll put a parlay. Well, we'll throw some stuff together. And of course, it's gone horribly bad so far. Like Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton prop bet, yes, last week was part of it. And it was like, no, it wasn't. I just want to be the guy that doesn't cause us to lose the parlay. You know what I mean? Especially if it was mm-hmm. more guys in it. Like, like I was talking to you about joining it. You know, everybody just put in ten bucks yeah. or whatever. You get four or five guys. Everybody puts two picks in. Everybody vetoes one. Whatever. Open word. You know, it goes out to like a fifty dollar parlay, a hundred dollar parlay. You know, one for college, one for pro, one for Saturday, one for Sunday. Whatever. Just to have a little bit of stuff, and maybe we. Put we like the Power Rangers. We combine we combine forces and we become more powerful or whatever. I don't know what what reference to give to you because you're I love really younger the than me. Probably Captain Planet. If okay. we're going, I don't, I don't even know what Captain. I don't even know what Captain Planet is. But yeah, the, <laughs> do some research. Mine was more like Scooby Doo and the and the and the crew. If you put them together, then they if you're they're they're both they both they all run around with four brain cells each. But if you yeah. put them all together, they're going to solve it every time. But they, Captain Planet, his superpower was like recycling. And it was a legit cartoon. You need to do some research. One of the funniest things that I've ever seen. <laughs> but yeah, so we so we just we put this together yesterday. I went three and one. I actually went four and oh because we teased it. And I, I teased Michigan State because we were teasing Penn State. And my partner went two and three. So we, of course, lost, but we only put in four teams. I had over in uh, Auburn game, over in Vandy game, which they didn't help much. Vandy, Vandy's yards might have helped. I think might have gotten the over. And then we had I had uh, Michigan State, which they didn't really cover. They were like minus three and a half to four and a half, wherever you got them. And, but they covered in my system. They won by three in overtime. And then I had um, got, oh, West Virginia. West Virginia with a bunch of points. Now they so so sometimes when you win you really lose, and sometimes when you lose you really win. So I said, look, it's just like uh, playing euchre. You count on your partner for one. If you if if it all adds up together, you might only you might go one and four, but that's the one pick that you put into the pot and that got thrown into the mix. And guess what? We're all winners if we. If we if we pick right, but that's the that's the that's the toughest thing, as you can allude to, because you 
showed me one where I was like, huh, this is making me rethink putting <laughs> Memphis in, which we didn't put Memphis in. We almost put UT, the Roadrunners at UT San Antonio in, but you explained what you sent me. And then I sent back to you. I said, hey, I didn't want to jinx it, but did you put that bet in? And you said, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't. Um, I always do that every week, just throw a couple wild things together. But then that one, like I just started looking. I was like, I don't know if this is that wild. <laughs> But yes, a plus seventeen hundred is wild. It's <laughs> yeah, but, that's way but I, I can see realistic opportunity. Like Memphis didn't really win last week, so I I thought UTSA could knock them off. You know, they'd be all high and mighty. But um, well, yeah, it doesn't I, matter. You don't go through all of the legwork to put in a potential bet. <laughs> Send it to your buddy. Say, what do you think? I say, I like it. Because one of my things, I couldn't pick Notre Dame after Notre Dame against Toledo. Screwed all of my $30,000 parlays for $4. That I hit 11 out of 13 <laughs> legs. And it was Notre Dame that didn't fucking cover. So I'm like, Happens I'm, not, every time. I'm, like I'm not touching that. But I, f- I was gaining momentum, and then I was watching game day. I forgot that Jack Cohn, because I'm not even that into, you know, Notre Dame football. And he went to Wisconsin? He, got, he was the guy that got ditched because of COVID for this scrub. But now, yeah. you see the stats? One touchdown, ten interceptions going into the game against ranked teams. <laughs> ten touchdowns, zero interceptions against non-ranked teams. And he was looking all right through a touchdown. Then he threw like four in a row. And it was a 10-10 game. And Wisconsin was on the seven-yard line, second and goal, going into the fourth quarter. And they lost 41-13, to I believe, or something like that. But that's insane. Grim Merch is terrible. <laughs> but, like, that's but just you, the facts. But even if you put 20 bucks on that, that was a $350 parlay payout, buddy. Oh, I so, so the moral of the story is, if you're going to put the bet in, Maybe you save it and say, hey, look at this bad beat or whatever. But, but don't go through all the process and then don't even put it in. I mean, that's See, just- I was just looking for your approval. That's why I was and I, looking, and I approved. looking I, to critique. Yeah, but then my brain gets carried away. It's like uh, that, that's maybe the biggest I could thing. add a that's, little more on top. That's why gambling is so hard. It's because you're first, I would say your first thing is just go with your first, you know. Because it is so hard. You second-guess yourself, and that's the problem. Like, I got winners all over the place, but then I talk myself out of it. Okay, so – That's exactly had, what I'm mushing you had, myself. You had Arkansas. You had Arkansas Moneyline. Mm-hmm. Had no idea about yeah. that, but I knew Texas a wasn't as good as advertised. Texas a not that good. The Roadrunners, <laughs> I said, I don't know, because Memphis is one of your – you know, you, you gain teams. Buffalo, the Buffalo uh, Bulls are one of my – Mm-hmm. Dear and dear, they they do well for me in football. So I always, like, <laughs> I always like Buffalo. I almost put them in some stuff yesterday, and they didn't cover. But um, and then Notre Dame, and I was like, man, I like it, but you didn't put it in. Instead, you put it in a different. Place. No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't even put that one in. But, Did yeah. I not have Mississippi State on there? No, on the other one. And they didn't do nothing. That no, they almost pulled off. You did. You had it on the other one, not this one. But yeah, that's the that's mis- a tough. That's a tough one. I mean, it was it was an okay college football day. Um, that game was kind of boring. The Wisconsin Notre Dame game. I watched most of it. Um, I watched 
some of the rest of the slate. I was watching a lot of Ryder Cup, but I have three TVs in this man cave. So particularly for autumn and fall, you know, football, <laughs> March Madness and, and fall. So football sure. in the fall and March Madness. There's a reason. There should be four TVs. I will in my next house. I will have the TV wall, but I will still have those auxiliary bar TVs, as I like to say, the wing TVs, because it's just gotta you gotta be able to switch. If if Boise State is taking a last second field goal on the blue turf against Nevada, you gotta see that. I don't care if I have any any <laughs> legit, you know, ducats on it or not. I'm gonna, I want to. But you might the next week because of right, that. exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's through it's through like, you know, I always say that that you kind of learn through osmosis people don't believe in it. And I was like, I basically, that's how I took AP physics. I just played cards against some of my buddies in the corner and then took a lab out of the basket in the last 10 minutes. But I, I learned a couple physics things through MacGyver and through MacGyver reruns and osmosis because people were talking about it in the background and they'd be like, Jeff, what do you, what's the blah, 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 you know? And I'd be like, I don't know, but I'm like, I'll look <laughs> it up sometime later, but I'm in a big hand right now, you know? I've got, I've got, you know, I've got deuces are wild and I've got jack deuce. I've got some big decisions to make, whether I'm going to keep this three card hand of guts right now. I'm the, I'm the worst card guy ever. Like I, I've never played cards at like a casino or anything. It's not my you don't not have my thing. Because we're <laughs> south of the Mason Dixon line. Well, it's I know, the, but I've, the I've traveled quite a bit in my life and I've been to sure. casinos. So I, it's just not my thing. I would definitely be the guy just screwing up for everybody. <laughs> oh, God. Because that... even playing poker, like I'm the guy when you do the buy-ins, I just get fucking real bored, and I'm like, oh, man. And then I'll just keep pointing, and I'll be like, oh, man. <laughs> or the, I'm that guy. Or the guy playing third base, you know, in blackjack. The anchor. <laughs> the anchor. And he's just – he's going, no, nah, I can't hit on the – you know, soft 16 or whatever. And you're like, what? You That's asshole. the thing. I know I've about got fucking, the guys. I've got, I've got a double down and a split, you know, like I got 180 bucks on this hand and you're fucking sitting here at a $10 table going, nah, I'm good. I'll stay. Is it, was it Austin Powers when he does yeah. the recreate the same time scene? I'll stay. I also <laughs> like to live dangerously. Yeah. Did you see the garden I just showed you? Do you, do you miss that? No, I lost my. There was some like Adobe. I, I haven't used my MacBook in a long time because I got a work computer now. And then yeah. I lost the. I can't see you at all now. Uh -oh. Some update came up and it like <laughs> switched the game. And I was like, I'm not messing with it. So are we basically having an audio pod? That's fine. Yeah. I don't care. I mean, I don't even really know what I'm. <laughs> I don't know how to switch it. This is real inside baseball. Dude, how bad does Tennessee suck? Or how good is Florida? Like, there's I, I going yeah, I through somewhere Alabama, in going through Alabama, like, everybody is talking shit about Alabama this week. They struggled with Florida. Why? Generally think Florida might be a little better than they have in the past. It's one year with Dan, one more year with Dan Mullen. So, you know, I put Tennessee to stay inside the number. And they should have. They're just Tennessee and they suck. <laughs> When will people realize you can't – they're terrible, 
And then you got Tennessee wants to keep Andy in the SEC. Why do you think that is? So they're not the worst fucking team in the SEC. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't get it with him. No, they're um, they have like really. We've talked about this at length. The, <laughs> the, the Tennessee people, but, but they have a national championship, which gives them a, a certain <laughs> bit of street cred. But it's starting to become the nineteen. 19- 69 Loyola Ramblers NCAA championship in basketball. And it's like, yeah, but that doesn't really count. Yeah, you, you know got I mean? one, like, but you got one, but does it? It's so long ago. It was like four eras ago that it doesn't really count in the full like pantheon of, you know, collective, you know, like you can't reason that for anything. You can't use that as a, as a talking point, say. And it's, it's a thing. They're really like, they have that loser's mentality and they've had it for a long time. <laughs> yeah. they, they do. It's just, they look like, look, I won't, I, I would say you can't, you can't win a game before, you know, the ball is tossed or before the coin flip in a football game or whatever you want to say for the first pitch. But you can fucking lose the game. If you go into that game, I've seen, I've looked around in my all my years as playing different sports, and I've done it. I've been on, I've probably been on the, when I was playing travel soccer and I was in like the state tournament, you know, we were in the state tournament and I looked at, at the team and I was like, we're going to get fucked up. <laughs> I, scored a, funny. I scored a goal Good. one time and it was like, we lost five to one in a state championship game. And I scored on this, like, just garbage volley, like, almost like a – it was like a kickball goal. The guy came out. He was in no man's land. But I was like, hey. I told all, the, like, those soccer heads, you know, because, like, they would always be – they're the ones that played, you know, a ranked team. And I was playing football. They, the seasons collided. So they'd be running around the thing, and I'd be chasing them around with my – I'm like, you get out of here, you hippies. You, I'll see you later at the party. But it was like – it was in this game. I was like, hey, hey. Remember this 20 years from now. Remember who scored in the state championship game when we lost five to one to, you know, whatever the guys, the team from Chicago that had a bunch of Latinos <laughs> whose dads played on the, on the sting, <laughs> the Chicago sting, like indoor team. Like, but remember the Basically guy that they're the using it as a, yeah, a legacy was, team. <laughs> yeah. But I played and I scored. So there you go. But that, so that's what I'm saying. You can lose a game before it, before it starts, but you can't really win a game. But you can lose a game, and the Tennessee loses games. I think before the before the national anthem, you know, for Rocky Top. The, see now, and the funny part about that is, while you de- you definitely don't want your players to have that mentality. However, I wish their fans would adopt a little more of that mentality because they're just psychopaths. <laughs> I mean, I don't like. I don't worry about somebody in a pastel orange necessarily <laughs> doing bodily harm to me. Oh no, no. But I feel I actually I have. It's more of a sympathy thing than anything. Like, like I said, I've, I, I've been tormented for years. I was a Cubs fan. I was a, Shipra. a Bears fan. You know, like I, I get it. You know, like I'm I'm not a front runner per se. No, for but sure, but I feel sorry for him. Where it's like national type, <laughs> right? But I feel sorry because it's like it's almost pitiful. It's almost but like pathetic at some point. But I mean, I, we're 
we're we're going we're just gonna bear we're burying them and we don't need to we always do <laughs> but they just but uh, but do you agree with me like that it doesn't i went to a game i walked the little whatever the grove of knoxville whatever it is it was you know semi-entertaining i had a good time oh, yeah no 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 but i, I lost and, and, I, they beat charlotte unc charlotte like 10 <laughs> 10 6 like that's yeah. terrible and to be clear i have great friends that are tennessee fans and it is that it, it is it's probably it's probably it's dialed back a lot this year but and it's probably hypocritical for me to say because i live the same apathetic life as a bears fan so when you just know you, you just know there's not much hope this year um the the hope is definitely for next year i think it has to be for tennessee too because I, I actually think Josh Hype was a good coach and might have some success there, more so than some of the other guys they've had. Um, trying to think what – oh, that West Virginia, Oklahoma. Did you watch that one? Yeah, I had that, that one on. Um, they're... I, I love West Virginia. They're just like one of those teams I love to watch. And basketball, football, and they're rugged, but they're kind of fast – It's. It's a weird style that's all their own, and I think it translates like to their entire athletic program. What they do, like you, they just kind of fit into a bubble. So I think I went West Virginia within the number on that too. Yeah, so we, but didn't it didn't matter in the end. So all right, <laughs> let me ask you this: Is the greatest West Virginia tourism draw the West Virginia? athletic college football and basketball team because i think it is at one point it was buck wild right is that what it was called Remember the, <laughs> the mtv show i would say and and you're not gonna like this comment it, it's probably that or rough and rowdy <laughs> okay rough and rowdy okay is that always in west virginia yes okay That's i mean funny. that makes sense but here's, <laughs> yeah it does so like i've i've got a little bit of a background because I got family in Pittsburgh and they told me that it's like a big, like weird, like if you go to Pitt or like college, there's a college thing, like, but it's people go over there to like, it's like going to Mexico, going across the border to Tijuana. Like if you want to go get buck wild, you go over to whatever Morgantown and get messed up. There's no West Virginia. There's no West Virginia state. I don't think anyone goes to Marshall. Like Huntington isn't like a, I don't know what other do they. Uh, Charleston, not Charlestown. Charleston is, I think, the big party spot. I no, follow no, because it's Morgantown, though. Is it? Well, like that's a, where West it's a sister Virginia. city. It's a sister city. Morgantown is like Charleston. It's the same place. Like, I think Char. I think like while Morgantown is like the college town, mm-hmm. I think Charleston's okay. like the downtown. Yeah, yeah, that makes of sense. West I've Virginia. Driven, I've driven through it, and I think that's that makes sense. So, but that's the way that they've kind of described it to me. Like my cousins, when they're in college, they're like, yeah, you just go down there just for the weekend, get messed up, but you don't want to ever stay there because then you're getting back to deliverance, you know? Exactly. Like but every I've time that I heard... drove through there, I was like, mm, don't break down, don't break down. <laughs> I've also heard West Virginians, like for, from the rural part of West Virginia, if, if you're from the West Virginia that's closest to Pittsburgh, like, they don't claim you. Like, you might as well be from Pittsburgh. Kind of like um, my mom is from Hammond, Indiana. Maybe uh-huh. it's like the region for Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't bro, know. You, Hammond, the rest of Indiana, 
declares Gary and Hammond as part of <laughs> Chicago, part of Illinois. Yes. But the but the exactly. people of Illinois in Chicago don't consider Gary and Hammond. They want to give it back to Indiana. It's a border war. But it's like, here, you take them. No, you take them. I don't want them. I feel like that's... Well, that's you accurate. pretty much say you're from Chicago. You like, do, but, but, but people make fun of the people from... No, absolutely. Indiana. Absolutely. Especially Hammond. Hammond used to be... Gary. Gary, <laughs> Gary, what a time. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, yeah. That was a fun game to watch. Um, I, what I really want to get into, because I don't want to run over our time, in, in the Cheatham County people might. might they, yeah. they don't talk about Caleb Plant out here. He doesn't exist to them. I don't understand it. <laughs> Maybe because they don't exist to him. I don't know. But So Caleb Plant had a press conference with Canelo Alvarez. The fight we never thought would actually happen is happening and for a kid out of Cheatham County besides obviously Pat Summit I can't think of anybody from Cheatham County that's done anything bigger than what he's doing right now so you figure they talk about him a little more but anyways press conference got a little heated um for those that don't know Canelo Alvarez is he's my pound for pound number one boxer on the planet um and can or Caleb's getting a shot at it so what do you think about it, Jeff? All right, so I I told you I had some takes on this. So one, I have I got to talk about Caleb's trainer. What do we know about him? Because he looks like Rob Deerdick, and he was shaking after that because I think he was scared of getting his ass kicked. Like if if Reynoso, like if somebody actually oh, yeah. went after him, and he had to I'll like chime in, on in the mix. So I don't know enough about him, but I've always been like, what's up with the dude? So nothing. I love Vans. I love, yeah. I love Rob Deerdix. You know, I, I'm a big, I'm a big, I'm a skateboarder that didn't skateboard. Like I'm a skateboard enthusiast that like, I love the sport. I love snowboarding. I love all that stuff. I wear the gear I'm wearing probably O'Neill. Okay. And I, I was a, a very good boogie boarder at age 12. <laughs> That's the extent of my, I can barely, like I can do wave riding. Yeah, like I can do an ollie. Like I can do a couple things. Like I tried running the longboard one time at a party, and then I went down a hill, and I came back like three hours later because I didn't know how to stop. And I was like, I'm not jumping off this thing at 40 miles an hour. Like, and I didn't know how you had to grind and stuff. That's that's like, the it was, part. I'm not I a can skateboarder. Ride the hell out of it, but, but I this can't guy, stop. this guy looks kind of like a poser to me, and I'm like, man, he's doing. I mean, whatever. I don't know how long he's been in his corner, but. I know his dad's this real trainer, but he's not. Like, I don't know if this guy's some sort of new age, like, makes him eat he's, or something. But he So I got scared. your backstory on and him. And then you can go, and then I can go back into my Caleb part of it. But do the backstory. Yeah. So this guy now, – now, when I say backstory, obviously childhood, all that shit, I don't know. But so West Nashville, Germantown – not Germantown, uh, like Charlotte, West Nashville, the nation's. There's a boxing gym called Music City Boxing. Okay. Now, to me, and so this guy owns that gym or started that gym. Outsider looking in, that gym looks like it, it was probably like the only boxing gym, you know, and that might have been the step up from an Ashland City kid. Mm-hmm. But that guy was like an instructor there. He's That's like where the Caleb age. trained. He looks and, like he's younger than Caleb, doesn't no, he? No, he's... Okay. He's older. You got to get up close to him. He's he's probably Caleb is twenty nine. 
that guy's at least my age, 36 or older. Um, but so he was just trained and he just stuck with him, which I mean, it's worked so far, but then you take a guy like that and you take a guy as talented as Caleb, he took that guy to Vegas with him. I thought you went to Vegas to get away from that kind of stuff or whatever. You know, I mean, you have the facilities here. You don't go to Vegas for the facility, I wouldn't think. You go for the trainers. So, seems like that guy's just kind of riding his coattails, if you were asking me. But I just want to know ahead. if he had been with him for the, the long haul, but he did not look like he had ever been in the fight, let alone That's won That's because fight. I think he's like a cardio boxing yeah, instructor. Okay. He looks like the guy <laughs> – he looks like the guy that's on the crunch fitness or whatever it is, where it's like the box, like you buy it at TJ yeah. Maxx and it's, it's yeah. got the logo on the, on the, on the heavy bag, but it's probably not that heavy of a bag. And it's like, the guy's got a tucked in, <laughs> he's got a tucked in like shirt exactly. and, he's wearing, and he's wearing like the Bobby socks, like the little socks with the, like for women. Like it, it doesn't like seem Olivia like, John. yeah, like he doesn't, he doesn't look <laughs> tough at all. And, it looks like Richard Simmons of the Richard Simmons of boxing. Now I'm not comparing this guy to that, <laughs> and I don't know enough. I just wanted to know how long has he been with him because I've noticed him. White Billy Blanks. Three, yeah, what exactly? That's it. <laughs> Billy Blanks. That's who it is. Billy Blanks. <laughs> but, but I'm not scared of Billy Blanks. Like, are you scared exactly? Of him? I'm not scared of him. I take him do? down. I beat gonna... the snot out of him. <laughs> so Billy <I> Blanks. <laughs> they hear this call out right now. Billy Blanks, you want a piece of me? I'll take you down right now. <laughs> we are so out of shape, and we are calling out people. This is not I'm a struggling smart, to walk this is not a smart idea. I, I really hope that we don't end up in Vegas because this guy. I keep could... passing it back to you because I can't fucking breathe walking around yeah, the right. neighborhood. <laughs> Oh man! All right, so so then my oh my Caleb take was when I first saw it, I was like, I missed it. You sent it to me a message, and I was like, oh shit, I forgot to watch it. So I turned it on, and I'm like, but I fast forwarded it through the like the you know the introduction because I was watching a video that had four minutes of dead air waiting for the press conference to start. And then they're like, okay, let's settle down, settle down, settle down. I'm like, what did I just, what's going on? So then I had to rewind it. I had to rewind it like seven times to even catch what the hell just happened because they had panned out, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, it was the worst. And I go, wait a second. But but this is what made me think it was fake. The two, like, publicists came in from either side to the podium at the same time. But the publicists, like, nobody from their team was just like, mm-hmm. or no security was hired. It was in Beverly Hills at a hotel. <laughs> like, what do you, like, there's not even a, like, what does the security guard do? Is it like Jeeves is like, hey. Steve, they weren't hey. worried because it was two white dudes. Right. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> so anyways, they, they're, I was like, this is so fake because it's, they're trying to drum up. Because Caleb's not the draw that Canelo is. And then, you know, they didn't fight. They didn't fight on, on Cinco de Mayo week or whatever weekend. You know, he's supposed to fight. The the big draw is for some reason. And but I like, think he's in Vegas. Draw it's it's in Vegas. It's in Vegas. It's not a long, you know, like they're not in a very, I mean, it is a, a very Hispanic. There's Hispanic population in Vegas like there's anywhere. But I'm like, and is it people, the Delta variant, people are going to be scared to travel? Like, are they going to not, were they worried about filling this up? Are they worried about buys? Because Caleb doesn't bring the, the name power and then i was like so this is fake and then the more i like went into it i guess it wasn't fake but it was weird 
because Caleb, this is the real reason why I thought it was fake. You know, when you like are about to get in trouble, like pulled over for the cops or you get in a fight and you have all the adrenaline and you're like oh, yeah. still shaking. Like Caleb was shaking. He was sitting down. Mm-hmm. Canelo wasn't scared. Canelo was just like, yeah, whatever. He was just sitting over there. And he was just like, hey, hey, hey motherfucker, mother, <laughs> motherfucker. But, yeah, but, Caleb, but Caleb's <laughs> over there shaking, like sitting down. They're, they're handing him, you know, and, and Canelo's like, I already won the fight. I already won the fight. But I don't think that he. I don't agree. I can't believe that. that he did. I can't believe that he did. But this is going <laughs> to like what I said. You can't you can't win a fight before him, but you got to lose a fight. If mm-hmm. that somehow was that some weird thing where it was like, you know, Glass Joe or whatever, like type of he it it opened the a, a, a cut and that that was symbolic that oh no he can make me bleed or whatever blah 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 <laughs> you know just some weird you know freudian stuff but I, oh, I'm, I'm telling you he was sitting down he wasn't standing up going right back at him like he was towering over him when they were going head to head and he's then way after bigger that, than him and then <laughs> after that this was canelo was sitting up was standing up yelling at him and he was sitting down with like four people in between and the vans dude his trainer was like i don't want to sit in between but he was no, sir. and he, he was shaking <laughs> and they got Al Heyman. He's on the phone, I think, trying to find a doctor to make sure that his eye is OK. He was on the phone the whole press conference. I don't know if you noticed mm-hmm. that. Yeah. He was making calls. It was the most bizarre thing. But it felt like the, 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 the symbolism and everything felt like there was just someone. I just, think he just got knocked out. I think him being see, I don't, I don't agree. Like. I think it could go that way. I think it's a 50-50 shot, but I also I think it started out as kind of a work. Mm-hmm. And I think it escalated way further than they thought it was going to cuz when you get back to it, Caleb's he's a Cheatham County guy. You can't talk to him like he's going to try to fight you. <laughs> like that's a real thing that happened. But the dude on the phone, that's not Al Heyman. That's like Al Heyman's talker. I think that guy was on the phone trying to get more press there. Like the whole time, just trying to get pop or whatever. Cause you're in Beverly Hills trying to promote it even more after that happened. Why did and they the do thing, it in Beverly Hills either? Ke- uh, Canelo lives in Beverly Hills. Which that's is kind the, of a, that's the only re- move. That's the only reason why Canelo might lose is the country club, the Lake Tahoe. Yep. He's- barring with Steph Curry and the blah, blah, blah on the golf course and is tucked in and he wears white pants and everything. That's why he might lose. To, well, to did you see the video plan is from Caleb put out? Yeah. He put out a video because the, the word is Canelo got mad because Caleb was calling him a motherfucker. And right. <laughs> but, but it was really because of the roids, right? Or was it, I think it's that's, a, I think that is the real reason mm-hmm. that Caleb was mad. Canelo was trying to find a reason to be mad because Caleb even put out a video yesterday where Canelo said, you can't call him a motherfucker because you're talking about his mom. Well, Caleb put out a video all the times Canelo's (laughs) used that terminology and all of a sudden Sammy Sosa (laughs) doesn't know what it means. Like, so, um, but the roids, because Canelo kind of looks, kind of Canelo. Just to chime in, Canelo kind of looks like he's going Sammy Sosa. But 
He's going. He's he's going a little Sammy Sosa. I didn't know the Beverly. I was I was wondering about the Beverly Hills thing. I'm glad that you clarified that that's where he lives. Yeah, he's going a little Sammy. Is, he's going a little ASOS on us. A little yeah. AWOL, a little ASOS. All right, keep going. Well, first of all, one other thing. Sammy Sosa now looks like the lion from Wizard of Oz. Secondly, if you heard Caleb Plant after the fight get on the microphone, it was very not not fake. <laughs> like He was yeah. calling him everything under the sun. And the reason I think that was real is because I think he was so mad, he wasn't making any sense. He but- wasn't making like, and that was the bad thing about that. I forgot about that part. So then he gets on the microphone and Canelo just goes, grabs the mic and he's like, thanks for coming. I'm going to beat you in eight rounds or less. <laughs> and then, but Canelo or Caleb before that is like, this kind of rambling. And he, and he was look, you know, like when you talk, but you're still so there's adrenaline and the words don't, the mm-hmm. brain doesn't process the, you know, the neurons or whatever. And you just kind of say stuff where you're just like, you're Sadie saying stuff. You know, that, that doesn't make any sense. And it was like, okay, what are you, to, where are we going? And even <laughs> exactly. his train and his trainer did the same thing. His trainer like had a pre, the, the funny thing was they're in Beverly Hills. Everybody's reading these prepared statements and they're like, hey, I'd like to thank my wife for letting me do this fight. Let me promote the fight for Showtime. And it's been great to see Showtime come back to Canelo for your first time since 2014. And everyone's like, dude, do you just realize what just happened? Everybody needs to, like, let's, let's take. There were just blows thrown, guys. I'm like, we gotta, like, this is, this is the craziest thing ever. Stop trying to read off of a prepared statement and go back to your, you know, office down the street in Beverly Hills, you Showtime executive or whatever you are. Like, we got to get back to let's go. Let's what's going on here? Like, why did this happen? Because this doesn't happen except for like a Conor McGregor UFC. The, the only there's a part of me that thought it was if you saw and it might just be both their intelligence as professional boxers. But when they started swinging, none of them closed their hands. Right. And that might just be saving your hands, or it might have been like wrestling, where you're going to hit each other, but you're not going to hit I each think, other. I think that Canelo accidentally hit him. Like, it was a reactionary thing, but he – like, I don't think that they practiced this in the locker room, like Andre the Giant. No, 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 no. You know, like, I don't think okay, that. you do this, and then we'll do that. It wasn't Eddie Guerrero and Chris Jericho going, I think right, they were swinging over – and yeah, I think that he might – I think Caleb got caught because he had his sunglasses on. It was weird, though, that Canelo took his sunglasses – this is why I thought it was fake, too. Canelo took his sunglasses off, and it was like he he was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Caleb didn't, and that and then he got caught, and I was like, man, maybe Caleb, you know, this is his first time doing this, but maybe they did this to sell more pay-per-views. I mean, it's going to work. It was everywhere except anything in Cheatham County. No way talking no. about it. Because it's far. <laughs> but you got to realize, like, it's far. Like, I drive from, from oh, no, it's... Ashland City to Pleasant View now all the time. And I was like, I've been in Ashland City more in the last two, two months or whatever that I've been doing it since my three years in living in Pleasant View. I didn't go to, to Ashland City eight times, probably. Yeah. No, you know and I mean? it is. It's it... far. For them to be in the same county, they are stretched out apart. But still, like, I I keep my ear to the ground a little. And it's just nobody talk. But I also, Cheatham County is just not a big sports town, if we're going to be honest. I, you know, I went to Friday Night Lights Friday night, and 
that was a different experience. Who was so, on the Who was on the docket? It was Sycamore and White House. And coming from Georgia, you know, our Friday night lights are a little, a little different. <laughs> so that that was that was an interesting sight. But um, I mean, I yeah. don't, I don't know that I've heard that you go to the Sycamore Cheatham County game. You have. go to anything, but I'm with you. I don't know. I've I've gone to Butterchips games, you know, where mm-hmm. they're playing in the state semifinals, and there's not that many people there. And I talked to him briefly yesterday. I was like, dude, that that was a different story. <laughs> but it was, uh, it, you know, well, I, think, it was, I think it depends on where it you was a go. Good atmosphere. It was a good like atmosphere. My buddy, like my my buddy from high school is in Knoxville, and his son's. Um, a, a state ranked quarterback, like a division one quarterback prospect, uh, junior in Knoxville. And I've seen some of their, the, you know, the highlights or whatever. And it seems yeah. like they, they got some big stadiums and some big crowds there. Well, and I you're getting closer to Georgia at. too when you're over in East That's Chattanooga. No, Chattanooga. No. 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 It, Knoxville is not anywhere near Georgia. It's, it's near Virginia. Closer. It's near it's Virginia closer. and North Carolina. East Tennessee. East Tennessee is more Georgia than West Tennessee is all I'm saying. Like if you were to set the types of people, trust me. <laughs> but anyways, no, Caleb, I did hear that they have a three fight deal in place. And that was the only way Caleb was going to fight him or PBC was going to put it on because theoretically, if Caleb loses the first fight, does anybody really care no. to watch that? That's what I, okay. So that's, that's my question. So, did you think that really Caleb's going to get a three fight deal? I've heard that from. There's no way. Like I've read it. I, I don't know. Here's Only if it goes. Maybe He's, if it goes to decision. If he loses by a split decision or something. I don't think no. if he gets knocked out. I don't think he gets another shot at it. Nobody it, cares. I agree. I don't. I don't disagree with you. But I also think boxing's stupid. And Canelo, I think it would. Canelo <laughs> won't give Triple G a third. But, a third bout. Yeah. I don't disagree with you at all. I'm just just devil's advocate here. I, I read on the DAZN Boxing Podcast, which that's the most legitimate one there is, mm-hmm. that it's a three-fight deal. And if it is, just for the sake of argument, there's got to be a reason to watch him a second time. And the only thing I can think of is they've already floated this steroid allegation, all this stuff out. Maybe. You know, but if he loses, I, as I'm a huge Caleb Plant fan, I don't yeah, want to watch it. I don't again. want to watch it again either. Okay, <laughs> so here's all right. Let's go. Do you want to get into strat strategy later on in a different podcast closer to the fight? Probably. Now, what okay. I will say is he is way bigger than Canelo, and I didn't think he was that much bigger. Canelo's like five four, dude. Do you not hear his voice? <laughs> He's five nine. <laughs> You motherfucker. You motherfucker, you. <laughs> that was killing me. Um, all right. I would fight him, too, if he yelled at me like that. I'd be like, I can take this guy. <laughs> well, it's like Caleb Caleb is a great boxing ambassador in in generalities. Is but he, he cannot be the face of it because he's... Is he swe- trying to he, be Connor? He swears like a drunken sailor. Like a... I mean, <laughs> you can't ever... Oh, like, <laughs> I swear, like a drunken sailor. But I he, do too. It's terrible. He can't put on a face. Like he can't clean him up. He still goes back to like Cheatham County a little bit, and just been like, "I'll take you right now." 
motherfucker. I, but it's yeah. like it's like, dude, you're the most you're the most like one of the most respected boxers all around on, for on the his plane. skill for his skill set. He is super respected. He they don't think he has they think he has a weak you know his his hand breaks. He doesn't have the power to be the ultimate superstar, but they love his skill. And mm-hmm. you know the people are like, this is great for boxing. And it, we said it's the White Hope or whatever, but it's not really. And he gets on the mic because people respect the hell out of his skill set, like in his dedication. But then he says things, and I'm like, why do you got to sit? Why do you got to go like yeah. white trash, but a little bit like white trash? Well, kind of. <laughs> mm-hmm. And dude, he's that guy, and I'm probably going to get beat up for saying this. They're Cheatham County, East Nashville, all these guys. If you put me anywhere in the country and a guy that looks like him is standing, I'm going to be able to tell you he's from one of these parts of Tennessee. (laughs) Like he's going to have a tapered haircut and a long beard. He's going to cuss you out. (laughs) Kind of redneck, but kind of urban. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a weird, weird little crossover. But he, yeah, he's so much bigger, and his cussing doesn't make sense. He just calls him mm. just mother after mother after mother. Like if if he had laid out some concise points, but in a you know a boxing like here's why I think you're a Reuter. You know, like it didn't even his mm-hmm. point didn't even come across because he was all over the place and cussing all the time. And look, I I cuss all the time. Um, but my other thing, my other, like I said, I, th- I think we wait and go over like the strategy. For sure. But do you think if this wasn't fake, if this was real, do you think Canelo did it to piss him off? Cause he knows he's, he's the only way Canelo loses is in a split decision. If Caleb totally outboxes him, which he possibly could, Canelo needs to probably, knock him down at least once and you think he's pissed off he wants to get him inside because because caleb getting back to what you said is so much bigger has the reach has the quickness might be able to control him with the jab and keep him away from him and the only way that canelo gets really hurts caleb which not a lot of people have done in a long time is he got to get inside him and what how does he get inside him to get caleb to come to him like he can caleb can go pick and pick and pop all day win a bunch of rounds technically because he's a better technical boxer than maybe anybody since Mayweather, but he might not be able to knock Canelo out. I'm really scared that he might, that broken hand in the last fight. I don't know if he can knock anybody. They've talked about it and he, you know, his, he can't knock him out with a percentage. I don't think, but he could win a unanimous decision. He could probably win a split decision, but in Vegas, Mm. he might win it. He wasn't going to win it in, you know, I think he should have came to Nashville, man. No, nah, they ain't going to come there. But this is the best place probably for man. this fight anyways. This fight needs it, the respect of, of, of Vegas. You know, if it went three fights. Paparazzi. <laughs> yeah. But like um, I said, I think that this could be a play, ploy by Canelo to get Halo pissed off. And it, it might have worked to come at him. And then he mm-hmm. can knock him out because we well, don't know. We know that I know that Caleb's from Cheatham County. You know he's from Cheatham County. You know he's from <laughs> Ashland City. Like being from Pleasant View isn't the same from being being from no, Ashland City. <laughs> and I know that dude's been in some been in some straight some up brawl. But no one's really knocked. I mean, when's the last time Caleb got? Has Caleb ever got knocked out in his professional career? Career when he's taking no. the? I mean, he's <laughs> lost a bunch of amateur fights. He's been a kickboxer. He's gotten knocked out, for, like as a. Oh yeah. As a, in the sport, but I've never seen him get knocked out. My wife or knocked down. 
my wife was a ring girl for mm-hmm. one of his kickboxing fights. And then um, somebody who works for me, their son fought him in kickboxing, and Caleb kicked him in the head and knocked him out in like six seconds. I personally think his place should be to go fight Conor McGregor since he has a kickboxing background, <laughs> you know, like maybe Dude, that's the angle. <laughs> I don't think, but I think he respects the sport too much. Like, and he, I, I agree. I don't think that he, that's a, that's more of a fringe. That would be like a gimmick to him. He's that's an, if he loses, thing. if he was more <laughs> polished, like if Al Hamill was smart, he would have polished him up before this, this point. Mm-hmm. PBC would have polished him up and, you know, all these people would have, his handlers would have polished him up. Like they don't sell, like we've talked about, they don't sell any merchandise. How are you going to get his name out there when you don't? Dude, him up? Do you know that's that crazy? Mike, do you know that one of the greatest things that they ever did for Michael Jordan was they they polished him, they mm-hmm. they made him, they made they told him they sat him down, and they said, "Look, David Falk, his agent, is like, look, we're gonna you're gonna marry Juanita, you got her pregnant, we're gonna marry her, we're gonna teach you, we're gonna teach you how to speak, speak, we're gonna whatever, and you're gonna make a bunch of, you're gonna be great at it." And then he he went with it. All it would take Caleb because Caleb's smart. He's super mm-hmm. smart. And Had he, to be. He just can't get it. His thoughts just don't come out like in a. I don't well, know, PC way. I don't even know how to. And, do. And, and this is. I understand it, but I'm like, man, this isn't helping him. I would be. I don't know if he cares. I'd be willing to bet his. Um, I, I I doubt he invested a lot in his schooling as a young person. Um, I think he's always had that mission. So, and I, I was the same way playing basketball. Like, school was secondary to me. Well, do this. And um, I don't think PBC knows what they have. I think he was a runaway train. He's still at, what, 21 fights? <laughs> like, any other boxer, 21's nothing. You have 55 fights on the books already. So, nobody paid attention to him. Then all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, this guy's really good. <laughs> you know? Um, and there's nobody left. Canelo mowed through everybody in like three weeks in that mm-hmm. weight class just to get to him. And But then there's the element, I don't know if Canelo was not carrying it. Like Canelo just didn't have nothing else to say. If he's going to keep mm-hmm. calling me a motherfucker. I got to come up with a reason to be mad at him. <laughs> so. Well, look, I think, I mean, at some point this is – Apathy might be in Caleb's. Well, no, because he just he he poked the bear. If he, if it was, yep. Because because this could have been there could have been some apathy here. Um, like you said, he mowed down the whole weight class. Like he's not going to give Benavides a shot, really. Why, what's the point? Why would, would you give him? Why give him a shot? He's even bigger than Caleb. He's going to even he's going to have that reach on him even more. So like the let let Benavides come up to him. If Canelo mm-hmm. wins this, he's going up. You know, like oh, yeah. there's no there's no other thing for him to do, and he's already getting big for the class. But there's nothing left to do. Benavides can chase him up to to whatever the next weight class is. Uh, Which is that's where he should be anyway. Benavides yeah. is soggy. Yeah, he is way soggy. Like he looks like <laughs> he's well, got. I just like that dude. That dude is like is like me. Like you know, like I've got when I look at him. Hey, put Caleb, your shirt back on at the beach, buddy. Yeah, like, when he I look even, at him, he's not even chiseled. He's a boxer. When I look at him and Caleb, and I'm not an authority on boxing by any, but as far as boxers, technical boxers, Caleb's far and away better than him. But like, just I don't think they should ever even fight. If the dude misses weight like three times for a fight, why even give him a shot? But um, I, I'm like you. I think Canelo could be trying to draw him in. Because it might be the first time, besides when he lost to Floyd when he was like 19, 
that he's had anybody across the ring who's technically close to him mm-hmm. who can slip punches like he can. Well, but no, Caleb May- takes punches too. The, Mayweather would be the last guy that he fought like this, right? Yeah, absolutely. Or Cotto. I, I, Cotto? I mean, Miguel Cotto? Like, didn't he fight Miguel Cotto? Yeah, but Cotto will stand in front of you. Like, he... He's yes, still he's, a Puerto Rican yeah, boxer. Yeah, yeah. He's a Puerto um, Ricano at heart. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he might he might slip a few, but once he catches one, it's like okay, now we're just gonna punch each other in the mouth mm-hmm. the rest of the night. Um, but and I like I said, I didn't realize that he he's like a seven inches taller than him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so we'll we'll see. I I hope the best for Caleb. Lord knows he's he's. He's proven people wrong just, before. Look at where he's at now. Like you said, yeah. 21 fights. I, um, my only thing was I think they should have given him more fights beforehand, before this. The only thing it, is. It came, up, it came up quick because Canelo mowed down a whole weight class in a year. And <laughs> the only thing is Al Heyman is a genius promoter. And Canelo has not fought Al Heyman prospects a lot because – they're usually way better than people know they are. Mm-hmm. Like the last one he fought was Danny Jacobs, and Danny Jacobs is a good fucking fighter. Um, but mm. maybe right. Al Heyman knows something. Who knows? <laughs> oh man, I'm pumped. So all right, so let's finish it with this. Justin Fields' first start <laughs> today. Well, there, have- your boy, your boy Portnoy has this special for plus nineteen eighty five. If you go. You can bet up to hundred bucks if you go to Aurora, if you go to Wayne's World uh, HQ, mm-hmm. and you go to Stan Makita's Donut Shop, and you put on, go on the Wi-Fi. But you have to bet the Bears getting seven and a half. I don't think that he's the best gambler. I he's terrible. Like, <laughs> I feel like this could, but this could go either way. This is, could go. This could be a tight game. The Bears aren't going to blow them out, but this could be a tight game or the Browns are going to blow them out. Is that the way you feel about this? He's uh, going to look terrible. He's either going to look terrible yes. or it's going to go down to the wire. That's exactly the way I feel about but, it because I don't think we can score. Yeah, because exactly, because <laughs> we can't score. The defense proved that maybe they can show up. I don't know why. You know, defense, the, Rams, the Rams might be really good, but I don't think that they're – that was Every least. week hinges on Eddie Jackson. Point blank period. Whether he cares, it seems like. Remember when we worried about whether Rokon's Rokon's yeah. cared anymore? I took a guy... lot of shit for that. <laughs> well, Rokon cares. Now. Well, you know Akeem Dix cares. You know, they got some guys mm-hmm. I don't even know who they're Nick. I like Duke. The Shelly guy came back last week, the Nickelback. He seems like he's okay. Duke Shelly. He looks way better than he did last year. I'll tell you that much. Well, but Eddie plus Jackson he looks way better than looked... the guy that played for him the first week that scrubbed yeah. that day. But they so, – but My Jalen Johnson, Johnson. Jalen Johnson yeah. is good. He's a Pro he's, Bowl corner. Yeah. Shut down he's, he's Pro Chucky, Bowl corner. He's Chucky Tillman when Chucky Tillman Love was it. Gone. Love it. And so, Tillman was one of those dudes I hated watching, but I was always like, God damn, he's good. I knew Chucky, I knew Chucky Tillman <laughs> was going to be good. I watched the game. I was in Champaign. I think my brother was playing there or something and playing the U of I in basketball, and I was there a day early or whatever I was there. I remember being in Champaign, and I was watching him play against Randy Moss. And he was battling him. Randy Moss, they threw like three straight back shoulder fades from like the three. And it was Culpepper, I think. And mm-hmm. he broke up like the first two and then picked it off or something. Or they called a penalty on him and then they scored or something. But like he, they went at him because he was like a rookie or second year corner. They went on like three straight times. 
And I, like I said, I think he ended up like picking it off, but getting called for pass interference. And then they scored on like the third one, but it was like respect. Like you could tell Randy Moss was like, okay, this guy can ball. And that's well, that, that Jalen Johnson's getting, they don't even throw at him really. I mean, I guess why would you oh, no. throw at the rest of those no-namers? And yeah, especially, all you got to do is look and see if Eddie Jackson feels like running or not. Jeez, it's, like, it's like, what? <laughs> it's like, seriously, it's like freaking top gun. It's like, engage, Maverick. Maverick, yeah. engage. engage. He can Maverick. be the best safety in the NFL or just nothing. And the we've, thing, talked to, we've talked about it, and we're like, man, there's a reason why he got drafted so low, and we thought it was maybe like entries, whatever. Well, there's we're also like, a reason he got switched from lazy. corner to safety. Yeah. Because in college, he started as a corner, and mm-hmm. Saban didn't like him out there. So, he put him at safety. Okay, Just you saying. Think they, you, think they got, <laughs> you think he's mad because they got rid of HaHa Clinton Dix? I mean, the first year, he didn't have HaHa Clinton Dix. Who did he have the first year? His rookie think, year, when they, when they were so good, when they were doing the the club dub. Who was, the, who think, was his, who was his set, other safety? Oh, uh, he, well, he, he had Mark Bayer. He had all kinds of No, no, no. Dicks. I'm talking about with the Bears, his rookie year. Oh, oh. He was all pro his rookie year, wasn't he? Yes. Took like three to the house. Who was it? But they got rid of him and brought in HaHa Clinton. And then I don't, you know, like, but it didn't seem like he was even engaged last year with, I don't know. I think he plays safety so he can take plays off. That's my personal opinion. But, you know, it's especially as an Alabama guy, it's hard for me to say. But I, I, we'll see. I like the Bears. I I don't, they might stay with it. it. What is the number? I think seven and a half. We'll see. <laughs> um, the fucking Cleveland front line is animals. So. But but Cleveland <laughs> gave up a lot of points the first two games. Yeah, but who were they playing? Seven and a half. They played the Chiefs and the Texans. Okay. Yeah. They played the Texans. Yeah, Texans one's tough to justify. I could yeah, give you the Chiefs. <laughs> They gave yeah, up so. 21 points to the Texans last week. For sure. And they would have lost that game if Tyra Taylor didn't get hurt. Well, maybe we'll jump on later this evening to give a recap of the game. Quick 10-minute yeah, I mean, recap, and then we can put it out in the morning. It's, it's a, <laughs> the, the feeling I'm getting, though, is I'm starting to lose. I'm starting to get apathetic. I'm starting to lose my enthusiasm. I've never thought it's already come and gone with the Cubs. It's already come and gone with Notre Dame. Um, it's already coming, you know, gone with the Bulls and the Blackhawks. And it's and living in Nashville doesn't help because it's harder to follow teams on a daily basis. You don't read the paper. You don't, you know, see the news. You don't watch all the games. I never thought I would say that it's starting. They're starting to lose my. They're starting to lose me. And it's the main reason. Is I'm sick of the coaches. Man, the coaching. I'm sick of the rebuild. The rebuilds. I'm sick mm-hmm. of. I'm sick of circling around. Let's, let's hire another coach. Oh yeah, Mark Tressman. You think Mark Tressman is going to be able to handle the Chicago media? And like Jay Cutler couldn't handle it, and he went to Vanderbilt, and he's smart. He's men, He's like Mensa smart. You know, Mensa smart mm-hmm. or whatever. But he he couldn't handle it. He's admitting to it. I've been listening to his podcast. Nah, it's all right. It's he's a mouth. He's a mouth breather. He, he breathes heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I'll and I'll go. Yeah. Where you like Jay doesn't care. He talked. But about, I love that he talks about this. Like story. I don't not good at this. <laughs> yeah, he breathe, you can hear him breathing in the pad. I mean, we got our own problems, but at least we're <laughs> am, we're and he's an amateur just like we are. So maybe we could maybe we can can uh, band together. But the the thing with the Bears is like, 
hey, you know, I watched Lovey. I watched uh, Jesus, Lovey Jesus, uh, Santa, Santa Lovey on Thursday night on the sidelines with his. He fall. looks so cool with that beard. But I'm just like, man, I know people didn't like Lovey, but why could you, how could you not like Lovey, dude? I love seeing him on the sidelines with that I'll beard. Give it, and I'll give you my comparison. So, so in the, you got Papa Bear House, you got Ditka, you, you got Lovey. There's not much else ever in the history of a, the the inaugural one of the inaugural teams in the NFL. Like this isn't chump some chump change, and we're talking about the Jags or the Carolina Panthers. Like there's not that many good coaches that have ever coached the Bears, and I feel like that he got a bad he he got run out after a ten and six season, which they should have made the playoffs, but they did some you know whatever. He had his faults. But Lovey was a good leader of men. That's what I like. And the, the thing that I, the comparison I give is Brian Kelly. So Brian Kelly at Notre Dame became the winningest coach ever at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Best of New Rockney, more than Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz got run out too. Lou Holtz should have got a better run there. Eric Where are you talking about you? <laughs> yeah. So Eric Parsegian, Frank Leahy, they weren't there long enough. They were there was lots of really good coaches at Notre Dame, like really good leaders of men. However, Brian Kelly, because of the, the extended season, playing more games, he's basically the all-time, he's the all-time leader. But Brian <laughs> Kelly, Brian Kelly, I despise for a lot of reasons. But one of the things I like about Brian Kelly is he gets it. And what did he say? He said, "Yeah, I might be the number one coach in the history of." this university in wins but it's just a number because the only number that counts the only number that gets me a statue is national championships and i was like touche at least he understands at least he, he understands a lot he's of a nobody a lot of people don't understand what they're playing for a lot of people don't under mark trustman didn't get it he didn't get it that he was in over his head you know i don't think matt Nagy gets it and i hope that ryan pace gets it and i hope that you know George McCaskey gets it, and I hope that Justin Fields gets it. But I also hope that Justin Fields plays good from the beginning because it is a very fickle fan base, and everybody wants this. But guess what? It could go I, it could be ugly. Like I we wish, need to watch some Peyton Manning rookie year highlight tapes and just have some tempered expectations. Kate Cutler would mentor him. Yes. And like front, and that's being serious. Like I know he's a funny mm-hmm. guy, whatever. But like. Talk to the kid. Let him know, hey, you're going to deal with this, this, and this tomorrow. Don't talk to that idiot from the press. Don't talk to this idiot. Like, yeah, don't go like, to this place. Don't yeah. go out and, you know, whatever. Just, I wish he'd take him under. Dude, dude, not cool. Somebody yeah. somebody burnt a penis into the, <laughs> into the Pleasant View concrete. What's well, not cool about that? That's great. That's great. What it's actually the, hilarious. What are you on the HOA board now? Um, so anyway. They wouldn't let me on that thing. They hate that. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, you're the first suspect I would put. If I was making my list, you'd be number one on my list. I got to get some teenagers that live upstairs from, you know. I got to get to Columbus quick. Yeah. <laughs> get out of town. You're, I was going to say, we could have used this as your alibi. But uh, the uh, the thing with, with Jay is he – in talking with in in listening to this podcast, he's brought it up. He's alluded to it multiple times. He it, it affected him mentally. Oh yeah, like he 
he's brought it up multiple times and he's only done four or five of them. But I was mm-hmm. like, damn. I'm like, I, I'm telling you, Sexy Rexy ruined. You know, they never did it to McMahon because he wasn't there long enough and he was always injured, but they probably would have. You know, like, there was some guys, Harbaugh never got a shot. You know, mm-hmm. Cade McNown didn't have the skills to do it, but he definitely didn't have a shot. You know, remember uh, Rick Meyer? Please, never had a shot. <laughs> Look, if you don't come out, if you don't come out and go Big Ben, what was it? Big Ben, Joe Flacco, who are the rookies? Super Bowl first Super two Bowl, years. First, yeah, first year or two, Russell Wilson. If you don't do that, then you're done. That's why I was like, man, it would be great if we could have gotten Russell Wilson because that might have changed the, you know, reset. Reset the quarterback, you know, like brought some confidence back in and brought some, hey, you know, we can we can do this. We can find a quarterback. Some machismo. But I also <laughs> wanted to see if Russell Wilson could take it. Or Tom Brady. I didn't really want him, but I wanted to see what would have happened if Tom Brady came in and signed with the Bears like he said he thought about or Russell Wilson, and they sucked. That's what I don't think anybody. Then re- you got Then you're right there with Tennessee. Then you're basically mm-hmm. you're you're worse than Tennessee because you have yeah. proved <laughs> that you are a cursed quarterback. We're the problem. Yeah. We're the problem. <laughs> the media and the fans are the problem, and it's yeah. not it's not as much because these guys have done it, and they like there's if the goat comes in and they can't handle. It. But guess who could handle it? M. Jeff, the goat. But guess why you could handle it? I mean, even even ASOS, Sosa struggled with it at the end. It's probably why he went all Michael Jackson. It's because he lost it. <laughs> they turned on. Sammy Sosa wanted the adulation and the and the love of fans more than anyone I've ever seen. I've seen him interact. I've, it's ridiculous. He all he wanted was for people to like him. People to like him, man. Oh, That's yeah. why he's doing what he's doing. Right. He still they, just wants people to like. Him. But when they turned on him, he smashed the boombox and he was like, "I'm out the vid." You know, and, and he, he stopped done. speaking. He stopped speaking yeah. English, and he left. Yeah. He went back to the Dominican Republic, <laughs> and he never, he never came back to Chicago. Like, there's so many people that I could tell you that they turned on in Chicago, and if they turn on them, it's over. It's over. Because yeah. I don't it's, think you can. I don't think that anyone has a, you know, a three doctorates in different that's a, aspects of psychology that can overcome what they I've always on you in Chicago. It's I've worse always in New said, York. It's worse than Philly. Yeah, a fan base can can win, or a player can win back the adoration of a fan base. I don't think a fan base can win it back from a player, right? Because fan bases like they're just so damn mean <laughs> and they don't understand. So no, but uh, yeah, I think we wrap it up now. Um, we'll get back in Wednesday and see how this game turns out. <laughs> Um, you know, we'll, we'll have a little more to cover, get back in the flow of things, but you got anything else, Jeff? Gonna... No, I mean, I think this was surprisingly content, you know, yeah, I think. content heavy. <laughs> yeah, I would have thought, well. we, could, I mean, we don't even get to, we don't even get to commiserate on a, well tri-weekly basis anymore you know like there's Mm -hmm. we could have just been total idiots and just talked about the (laughs) dumb shit that we usually talk about when we would be sitting you know no i think we did well i gotta get out of town before i get blamed for the burning penis by the roundabout so so, 
All right, dude. Well, that's the podcast. So we'll talk to you later this week. See ya. Bear down. Bear down.